down. Welcome, everybody, to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Tuesday, the fourth day of January 2022. My name, that would be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Big J. Yeah. How did the day go yesterday, Big J? Lots of posting on social media about you upset about the nap. Should you, shouldn't you, did you, didn't you? I, I did uh, briefly, and uh, I, I think I'm just, uh, you know, settling back into a, a normal schedule. And uh, so I'm a little tired again today. You've often said that three-day weekends are the worst. Yeah, they, 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 they cause a disruption in, in, uh, in my sleep pattern, which uh, is a little messed up anyways. But... Um, so hopefully we'll get back on track because now I'm feeling a little tired again. But I got a lot of stuff going on in my body. I don't know what's what. It's crazy. You can't tell if you're coming or going. Pretty much. You know, it's uh, one of those deals where you got a lot of things happening all at once and then the sleep schedule's off and it just feels like uh, you can't seem to get above water. And then you got thunder snow mixed into it and who the hell knows what's going on. I slept through the thunder snow. You did? I did not. That was the thing that screwed me over last night. It was the wind and the rain and the th- thunder snow. It was like I was like, what is happening out there? <laughs> it, was, it was a very strange sound. And then I started to get paranoid about if we were going to lose power or not because I started to see stuff about power outages. And I'm like, oh, no. Now i got to worry about that, too. And so uh, that's what happens, and that leads to a fairly poor night's sleep. But what do we do when we get that big J? We get in here, and we rally the troops. Yep. And we take that hill anyway. And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, Today on the show, you're going to have a chance to go check out Tool. That show is happening on the 13th of this month at the Ford Idaho Center. That's going to be pretty awesome. WWE is coming to town in February. That is next month, about a little bit over a month from today. And we're going to hook you up with that over the course of the show. We have to recap the Super Bowl in the morning after Fantasy Football League. It has to be done. (laughs) Feelings be damned. And so we will talk about that today. Uh, over the course of the show, and also we uh, will do some streaming dumbass here on this Tuesday. So get ready to live, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make as we kick things off here with some Rage Against the Machine. It's Testify here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Roads are okay this morning. Uh, Not fantastic. Be extra careful getting on or off the freeways. The freeway may ride okay but there is a little bit of snow and water build up on the on and off ramps so please be careful this morning but word of advice that trip to ontario probably should be saved for another day the roads in oregon are rough 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 as a matter of fact a lot of i-84 was closed both ways heading in and out of oregon yesterday because of high winds and blowing snow now, uh, the I-84 opened up in both directions, but there's also a bunch of different exits and uh, basically smaller roads uh, that are closed down because of the rough weather that's happening in Oregon and all along the uh, that part of the country. The Pacific Northwest is kind of getting hammered right now. So the Oregon Department of Transportation has said that uh, their snowplow drivers couldn't even see the road well enough to effectively plow the snow yesterday. So they expect another rough stretch of things today. So if you were planning on going to Oregon or that's part of the plan, you might want to reschedule if at all possible because there's a lot of city and county routes that are shut down. I-84 was a mess. They expect it to be doubled down today. So keep that in mind. Uh, and let's hope that the uh, the weather at least becomes agreeable around these parts so it doesn't make our commute this morning and do a big old mess. But I would avoid Oregon if you could. Monday Night Football last night, Big J. What did you think? 
Um, it was very entertaining in the Manning cast. Uh, Steelers beat the Browns 26-14 last night, keeping their playoff hopes alive. The game was rough. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's probably final game at Heinz Field, and listen, it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, he was 24 of 46 for 123 yards. Uh, that's the least amount of yards ever thrown in an NFL game on 46 pass attempts. Uh, but, you know, he was treated pretty well on the last game. They chanted, let's go, Ben. They put up a nice little display uh, on the, the big board there at Heinz Field. He got a little emotional. But it was Najee Harris that ended up having the pretty big game for the Steelers. Uh, Baker Mayfield got sacked nine times. The Cleveland Browns offensive line couldn't do anything. They couldn't run the ball either. It just was an ugly, ugly game. Uh, Cleveland, definitely a disappointing year. But, I mean, I don't know what to do. Like, Baker Mayfield, to me, feels like he's not a franchise quarterback. But also, like, I have to give him some benefit of the doubt because the dude's been banged up since week two. And he's still going out there. And that's kind of what you want out of your franchise quarterback, right? To play when he possibly can play. And he's certainly better than Case Keenum, whether anybody likes to admit it or not. But, yeah, I well, mean, he sacked himself four times at least last night. It was a rough stretch of things. But, you know, that offensive line is really good when it's healthy, but it's not. You got Nick Chubb back there. Run the damn ball. Well, they tried. He wasn't getting anywhere. Well, they didn't start out trying. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they want to chuck the ball around a little bit, and it just doesn't seem to be working out for the Cleveland Browns. So I don't think they're going to the playoffs. It's going to be a rough, rough offseason for them because they spent a lot of money on defense uh, to try to figure out to make things a push this year, and that ain't happening. Big J, uh, our friend of the show, David Keckner, got arrested for DUI on New Year's Eve, Big J. 3 p.m. in the afternoon he got arrested for DUI. Uh, he allegedly ran his vehicle into a street sign, was driving under the influence. Uh, his vehicle was towed, and he was booked in Simi Valley, California. He was released on New Year's Day at 6 a.m., uh, and uh, there you go. Uh, so, once again, a reminder, do not drink and drive, please, especially uh, if you have the ability to get a uh, Uber or a Lyft. And, by the way, everybody has that ability as long as you have a phone, so please don't do that. We don't like to see DUI charges and you could hurt yourself or others. Not a good call. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. It's Nine Inch Nails. That is closer here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, you have what, six cats? Is that how many you're up to now? No, we have, we have four. Four cats in the Big J household. Do you have any like close calls before? Like, Have they almost done anything catastrophic? That could have caused some serious issues to you, your family, your house, etc. No. Well, that's good. Congratulations. Uh, because I thought this was very, very strange. But apparently in Seoul, South Korea, which is a fairly big city in South Korea, uh, over the past three months, city officials say that cats in some way or another have caused over a hundred different house fires Jeez. in that particular city. 107 to be exact. Uh, that's happened between uh, July of this year and November. So a little bit more than three months uh, of last year, I should say, November of 2021, uh, which is pretty insane. Uh, so much so that the city has decided to put together kind of like a PSA campaign to make sure that people make and pay closer attention to their cats. Now, a lot of things that are happening, according to the experts, are there's a lot of electric stoves in this particular area. And so that's what's causing it. They jump on electric stoves and they accidentally turn them on. There's also apparently touch-sensitive buttons, like, you know, a lot of touch technology for ovens 
uh, over there in South Korea, yeah. apparently, and so they're fairly easy to turn on, and that's happening. And so uh, pet owners are being reminded to remove flammable objects like paper towels from nearby stoves just in case these cats end up going up. But that's, that's a lot of house fires in a small amount of time based on house pets. And how do you prove that? I mean, I guess, well, I mean, you know, you've seen Backdraft. They can figure it out, how fires start. And, you know, if nobody's home except for the cat, you can automate, and you know that it started from the right. oven being turned on. No, I mean people being reckless and accidentally starting their own fires but blaming their cats. Oh, I see. And may you think there's some sort of weird conspiracy going on? Well, it just seems like an exorbitant amount of cat fires. I think that's why it's in the news. Uh, because it is an exorbitant... You know, listen, seven house fires caused by cats in a five-month period seems like a lot. A hundred and seven seems like it's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, again, we we don't know how easy it is to turn on their appliances there. It could be easier than we know. And, you know, cats like to get up where they're not supposed to be or they jump up in places. Oh, I know that. So I suppose it's a possibility. And if you keep things close enough to the oven where they are flammable, things could go sour pretty quick. So I guess be thankful, Big J, and stay away from, like, the touch uh, stove technology. Maybe the convenience isn't worth it all the time. Maybe that just makes it easier for things to burn down. Sounds like if you have yourself one of those fancy things. So mind your cats, watch them, and make sure that they don't burn down your house because apparently if given the opportunity, they would be happy to. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to play a round of Streaming Dumbass. That's happening next on the x Rock. It's back, and this time it's personal. Streaming Dumbass is where we select three movies at random from a streaming service. Strip away the stars. The director, the studio that brought you crap, and we're left with just something called a plot description from that streaming network. Based on that plot description and that plot description alone, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you, the collective morning after audience, in a 24-hour period. These are the rules and parameters of Streaming Dumbass. Are they accepted? Yeah. Uh, the one thing all three movies have in common, Big J, they're all new films so i don't think you've come across them before i could be wrong uh but you will be watching a movie that is fairly new nothing old in the mix here you understand okay movie number one teddy wakes up in the morning after his wedding to discover he's jumping forward to the next year of his life every few minutes watching his future flash before his eyes he must make every second count if he's gonna get back to normal damn number two all of Stanton Island anticipates the opening of a blockbuster movie, and an Italian-American family must confront its greatest challenges. In the end, the family realizes the only way to live is like the movie everybody's watching. Whoa. Movie number two. Three, excuse me. A dangerous colony of humanoids and their creator hires a private investigator to track down a missing daughter. So the investigator teams up with Jane, an advanced AI equipped with the same technology as fellow humanoids, but with all the emotions, feelings, and dreams of a human being. They travel throughout the metropolis, uncovering clues and a crime that calls into question the origins and true purpose behind the city of artificial humans. Oh, man. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J? Honestly, all three sound pretty cool. You're right. Uh, You're welcome. But uh, I'm going to go with the, the movie within the, uh, the life within the movie, number two. Movie number two it is. Yeah. Uh, you passed on movie number one. That was called Long Story Short. That stars Reefy Spall and Josh Lawson. Lawson. You passed on movie number three. That was called Zone 414. That stars Guy Pierce and Matilda Lutz. 
You will be watching movie number two called This Is The Night. And it stars Frank Grillo and Naomi Watts. It is available for you to watch on Netflix, Big J. And by the way, the movie in question, Rocky Three. So get ready to either it be very interesting wow. or very terrible. I don't think there's going to be any in between here, but we will see. Frank Grillo the- is a former guest of the morning after. Uh-huh. Great dude, but man. He's got some, some hidden misses. Yep. For sure. This is the night is the name of the movie Big J will be watching on Netflix. If you want to play the home game, that is what you will hear the review of around this time tomorrow. With Nick and Big J. Guys, don't ever say we don't have your back. We scour the earth looking for things that you can use to hopefully, in a as honest of a way as possible, get out of things that maybe you should be doing. And we bring to you additional information in that particular category. Uh, It is that time of year. As a matter of fact, there's some fresh snow a little bit on the ground. And so maybe just maybe on your list of things to do today would be to shovel things up a little bit. You understand? Yeah. Now, I have a hernia. Therefore, I will not be shoveling anything, which does make me feel like a little bit of a scumbag. Because, like, you know, uh, the day after it happened, we got some additional snow. And I have not been able to shovel my driveway or my sidewalk. And I am very clearly like the only house in my subdivision that hasn't done that. But listen, man, I'm not making it any worse than it already is. So sorry, everybody. You're going to have to deal with that. But uh, not everybody should be shoveling snow. And not everybody has a hernia. So what happens? They are using a study from 2010 that estimated about 200,000 people in America were treated in emergency rooms because of snow shoveling related incidents between 1990 and 2006. That's an average of about 11,500 people per year. Now about 55% were soft tissue issue injuries like, you know, hernias and back injuries and that kind of stuff. 34% were significant lower back injuries, but experts say that shoveling snow can also be a trigger for heart attacks. Dr. Barry Franklin says he cautions anybody over the age of 45 from taking part in the winter chore because he says it's a perfect storm of factors that seem to cause heart attacks. Dr. Luke Lachlan, who is a cardiologist at Cleveland Clinic, says he encourages people to find other ways to remove snow once they turn 50. The cold temperatures plus intense exercise of shoveling is no joke, especially for middle-aged adults who don't get a lot of exercise. And so now doctors are starting to agree, hey, 45 to 50, maybe you find somebody else to shovel that driveway of yours. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, like our kids. Yeah, use this for good. What's the matter? They don't do it? No, no. And I get so frustrated because I tried to shovel, uh, you know, uh, a couple years ago. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. And then, I, I mean, I just, i so fearful when the wife starts to do it because she's had some issues, health issues here and there. And I'm like, God, don't do it. It's just going to melt anyways. It melts later in the day. Not always. Uh, no, not snow, always. The snow that has been here since last week is still in my driveway. So I can attest to the fact that it's been about six days and that snow hasn't moved. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good idea. I mean, you have kids, so why don't you tell them to do it? Uh, I, I have. You don't like to talk yeah, to him? Is that what it is? Exactly. Um, so if you can try to get out of it, use this information to make sure that you are uh, in good shape. I will say this. The day before my hernia, I did. I was shoveling snow. 
So can I blame it on that? Well, maybe that led to it. It definitely was not what led to it. Because I remember what happened as my stomach tore open and my guts Well, it up. could have softened it up for that to happen. Soften up my guts. Pittsburgh Steelers topped the Cleveland Browns 26-14 to last night, keeping their playoff hopes alive. It probably was Ben Roethlisberger's last game at Heinz Field. Not a great game for Ben. 24-46 for 123, a touchdown and a pick. But the crowd was into it, and uh, the Steelers won, so everybody was happy. Caleb Williams will not be the quarterback at Oklahoma next year. He said that he is entering the transfer portal and he can speak with other schools. Now, he says he also hasn't returned, ruling out staying to, with Oklahoma, so that could be a possibility. But he went there because Lincoln Riley was there, and then he moved over to USC. But Oklahoma looks to be ready if Williams does leave. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, who was the quarterback at UCF, has tweeted that he has decided to uncommit to UCLA when he was going to transfer from UCF and now he's going to go to Oklahoma. So it's like just a revolving door of quarterbacks in the world of college football. A revolving door of a lot of people. uh, Now that the transfer portal is a thing. Not great for programs, but I think it's fun to watch as somebody who's not seeing everybody leave his program in mass. But, you know, that sucks because it's happening here in Boise State as well. I mean, Sears is moving on to some place where he could have an opportunity to play. So it's going to be a deal. I feel like we're going to have a lot of quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks moving around in the next couple of years as they look for the best opportunity possible. Nobody's perfect, Big J, and certainly not those who put together the Harry Potter 20th anniversary Return to Hogwarts special on HBO Max. They are getting some crap because uh, very clearly in the special, they used a photo of Emma Roberts as a photo of Emma Watson, which are two very different people. Emma Watson, of course, one of the stars of the Harry Potter franchise. The other, uh, Julia Roberts' niece, also an actress, but very different looking than Emma Watson. But that didn't stop it from making its way into the documentary until a bunch of people called them out on Twitter and then they fixed the editing mistake and put up a new version of the film. But yes, in fact, you were not, you know, going crazy if you thought you saw that. I was like, hey, is that Julia or is that Emma Roberts instead of Emma Watson? Yes, it was. The producers made a mistake. They said it was a mislabeled picture that caused it, but you would think it wouldn't pass the eyeball test, but apparently it did. And so uh, the mistake has been corrected. Now the correct photo and the correct version of the Harry Potter reunion is up on HBO Max. So don't worry about it. You won't see Emma Roberts in there anymore, Big J. We promise. All right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. X rocks. Essex, England is where we are going to go for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it's one that I automatically have reservations with. I have a real, I don't know if I just have a believability issue, but there are times where I believe mistakes can happen, but there are other times where I think that sometimes people look a little bit for attention when they had the whole, look what I found inside of my food story. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. So I, I have a bit of, I don't know, reservation when it comes to this particular kind of thing. But police are involved. They're looking for the actual, you know, issues that are happening. So I, it, it's until proved otherwise, I'm going to treat it as true for a we're going to hell story. And it revolves around 25-year-old Hasim Nasir, who went to a grocery store in Essex, England and bought her sons a box of Golden Morn cereal. 
Now, uh, we don't have golden morn here in the United States of America, and I'm just going from eyeballs, but what it looks like is the English equivalent of cream of wheat. So awful, horrible, and bland, so right on par with English food. You know hey, yeah. Uh, and so she was trying to pour out her, her sons a bowl of golden morn cereal, and nothing was coming out of the box. She's like, man, I just bought this at the store. What the bleep is going on here? And so then she thought, okay, well, maybe I just didn't open up the bag, you know, enough. And she went in there and she reached down and she found another bag, but not a bag of cereal. She's like, what is in this unopened box of golden morn cereal? She opened it up and she's like, now, listen, I'm no street thug, but this looks like a big old bag of methamphetamine. And sure enough, she was right. She called the police. They showed up. They did a test. And inside this box, at least according to uh, Miss Nasir, was a... And I'm not talking about a small bag of meth. I'm talking about what appears to be a fairly large bag of methamphetamine. And she's like, that's not good. And I don't certainly don't want to give my kids that for breakfast. I've seen Breaking Bad. It doesn't work out well for them. You understand? Yeah. And uh, and from what they could figure out, there was 450 grams of methamphetamine inside this big old box of golden morn cereal. Now, according to police, they do not believe it came from the factory. They believe that what happened was this was supposed to be a drop of some sort of large methamphetamine thing that was supposed to happen in kind of plain sight at a grocery store. And she just happened to grab the box on accident. So they don't believe she's involved at all. They don't believe even the company that makes it, which, by the way, is Nestle over there in the UK, is involved in the process of it at all. They don't think it made it that way from the plant. They believe the box was kind of tampered with at the store and it was supposed to be some sort of weird you know, drop there at the grocery store where she ended up having to grab it. So the good news is she decided to make her kids breakfast that morning because she's like, you know, on any normal case, my Mm. kids pour themselves cereal. And she's just like, I happen to be up and I happen to grab it. And she's like, my kid's pretty independent. You know, if my oldest does this, I don't think he knows what methamphetamine looks like. He could have poured himself a big old bowl of meth for breakfast. Meth breakfast, yum. That's never good. I mean, you know, you have too much cereal, your teeth could fall out. You definitely have too much meth, your teeth are going to fall out of your skull. So watch out. So the police are currently investigating what's going on. They're trying to keep an eye out for other things. They're trying to see if there's, you know, any kind of footage that shows anybody tampering with the boxes. So they're going through and going to try to find it. But I guess, as we say around here, head on the swivel, Big J. You never know when your cereal could be meth. That being said... I still think meth might taste better than cream of wheat. And Don't no try idea. it even once, Nick. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I haven't tried the meth, so I can't say for sure, but I have tried cream of wheat, and I know that tastes like awful, awful garbage. So either way, it's all working out for everybody except for the people that were supposed to pick up that big old box of meth. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x is Weezer, that is Buddy Holly here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. I gotta say, I'm, I'm a touch disappointed because I was very excited when I saw the Brewers Association for Small and Independent Craft Brewing came out with their top 10 cities for beer in the United States of America. I thought, you know what? Boise's gonna make themselves a pretty good showing. 
I'm very happy with the amount of beer that we have here. I'm very happy with the local breweries that are in town. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, maybe, just maybe we'll crack the top 10. You know, we're doing a whole bunch of really cool stuff around the city, and maybe it's nice to see that kind of thing get recognized on a national scale. Uh, but not only, Big J, did the city of Boise not make the top 10, they didn't even make the top 100 cities for uh, for beer drinkers. They called it the best city for beer drinkers in the United States of America. And there was a lot of particular data that went into how they figure out what is the best city for beer drinkers in the media. Number one, uh, total number of breweries. Number two, the number of breweries per 100,000 residents. So that basically kind of even the playing view between large cities and small cities. The number of beers per brewery, the number of bars per 100,000 residents, and the average price for a pint of domestic beer is all went into it. And the number one city for beer drinkers is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Number two, which is the, the city that pops up a lot when they talk about craft beers, is Bend, Oregon. And that's where Nikasi's from, right? Is that yeah, I th- uh, somewhere and, in there. And so uh, that's, they've got 25 breweries in that little teeny tiny town, which is why it's up so nicely. Plus, uh, it's one of the cheapest places to find yourself a pint. You can grab a pint of beer for $3.25 in Bend, Oregon, which makes it the number two. Number three is Milwaukee. Number four is Cincinnati. Number five is Asheville, North Carolina. But just so you know, there's a lot of small cities on this list. Green Bay, Wisconsin's there. Missoula, Montana's there. Grand Rapids, Michigan is making the list. Loveland, Colorado. Bellington, Washington. So some smaller cities are on there. But Boise doesn't even crack the top 100, Big J, which makes me feel very sad. Because there's some great breweries here. And, and I was trying to do the, because the, the number that I saw, which was the smallest number of breweries, was Lawrence, Kansas, which had five breweries in the uh, actual city limits. And it ranked number 33 on the best cities for beer drinkers. So uh, I know there's more than five breweries here in the Treasure Valley. And I know we've got some good beer. And I'm just wondering if they just decided not to come here or something else is going on. But apparently there's a lot of great places that you can find beer, but we're not cracking the top 100 here in the uh, state of Idaho in any way, shape, or form. No city from our state pops up in the top 100, which makes me feel sad. But you're not a beer drinker, so none of this stuff matters to you. Yeah, but I like pride in my town. Sure, sure. And I think you could still have it, uh, despite the fact that, you know, it is just one company. The uh, Brewers Association for Small and Independent Craft Breweries. So I don't know how big or small that particular thing is, but I do know they researched uh, 87,064 different breweries across the uh, country. So that's a lot. Who had that job? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it's a team effort. So they put in a lot of work into making this thing come together. And so I think that either what I'm going to say is I'll look on the bright side and say, what a wonderful secret we have here. Or some great breweries here in the Treasure Valley that people can enjoy. Don't tell the Californians. There's some wonderful breweries here that you can really, really partake in here in the Treasure Valley. And I advise you to do so when you have the opportunity and you're of legal age in order to enjoy it. And you're not allergic to beer, of course, being the other caveat that you probably need to pay attention to in that particular side of things. But if you're in Pittsburgh, Bend, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, or Asheville, enjoy yourself. But if you're here in Boise, you've got a pretty good selection of beers as well. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, just a heads up, everybody. Uh, You've seen them marketed. You've seen people post them online. You've seen people ask for tips and ideas. The two words I'm talking about is hangover cures, Big J. Because when you have a hangover, there's nothing you want more than for that hangover to go away. And so you will try maybe grabbing like uh, something that says it's a hangover cure or whatever. Uh, But... 
If you believe at least a latest study, there's no such thing as a hangover cure. Now, they do caution you to say, listen, what we're saying is there's no such thing as a blanket hangover cure. You're not going to buy a hangover cure over the the counter is what they're saying. But according to the doctors that put together the study, it's possible for you to cure a hangover, of course. But what they're saying is every human works differently. The chemistry that we have, the things that are the way that our body reacts to whatever we drank the night before that gave us the hangover is different in me than it is in you. And therefore, anything that calls itself a hangover cure most likely the not won't work. Now, of course, there are some hangover cures that will work for you. The problem is they're not going to work for, you know, if you get 10 of your buddies in the room, it'll work for three. So there's no such thing as like an honest to goodness hangover cure. But if you find something that works for you, that's fantastic. Use it. Also, like if you need yourself, like if you're having hangovers so often that you find yourself seeking out hangover cures, maybe time for a look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, learn how to ride the buzz a little bit better. Like, you know, I mean, I guess it's different if you're in college and things like that. But, like, if you're 48 years old, you're looking for hangover cures because you're getting hammered all the time, then uh, you've got bigger issues than trying to find a hangover cure. But from now, of course, the doctors say, you want to know the best way to prevent the hangover, Big J? Don't get drunk. That's right. Abstain <laughs> from alcohol or drinking. 100%. Guys? Undefeated right there. Steelers beat the Browns 26-14 last night in Monday Night Football. Steelers' playoff hopes still alive. Ben Roethlisberger playing his final home game at Heinz Field. At least it seemed that way yesterday. Caleb Williams will no longer be the quarterback at Oklahoma. He is entering the transfer portal, but he didn't rule out returning to the franchise or the franchise, the school. But Dylan Gabriel, the former UCF quarterback, has already announced he is committed to Oklahoma. So they have a quarterback ready to go if Caleb decides he doesn't want to come back. And a quick tip of the hat and congratulations to Spider-Man No Way Home. After less than a month in theaters, uh, it is now officially in the top 10 of the highest grossing movies of all time at the domestic box office. It surpassed Incredibles 2. To reach that list, the film has pulled in more than $609 million, and that number is set to rise. Currently, the number nine spot is held on by The Last Jedi, which has made $620 million domestically. I don't think uh, No Way Home is going to slow down anytime soon, and suffice it to say, it's morning after approved. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely, man. So go check it out if you want to be part of the fun and see what all the hype is about. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Just nine days away, people from Tool being at the Ford Idaho Center. We've got your tickets here presented by the X. Uh, So get ready. Beat me. And these tickets are yours. Pop Culture Smackdown is what it's all about. 208-287-1003. The number you need to call if you'd like to play for these Tool tickets. You must get at least one question right while big j gets hopefully you think the first question wrong so that it makes it easier for you to go to the show but we'll see hello the x hey good morning man what's your name it's wayne wayne what's up brother how are you uh i'd be better if i could win a few football games but it's all good (laughs) it's over join the club it's over question number one for you wayne this actress won a best actress oscar for her role in the football drama the blind side Right. That is correct. Big J, this actor got his big break when he starred as Pig Vomit in the Howard Stern movie Private Parts. Um, 
it's uh, um god now i can't i can't remember his name what else has he been in he's been in lots of things right well yeah yeah that was his big was break. his was his father was the commissioner of baseball uh-huh yeah, <laughs> and you I know a lot about the guy. I know, and I can't remember his name right now. I'm drawing such a blank. Oh man, um, I I can't remember. This is not wrong. <laughs> well, so be it. Uh, I can give you his bio. He was born in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, do you happen to know the answer? You win no matter what. Kevin, like Metheny or something. No, get no. out of here with that. Uh, his name is Paul Giovanni. Uh, well, no, Giamatti. Giamatti. Right. Giamatti. Paul Giamatti was what we were looking for, and that would have been the right answer. Uh, he is right, though. His father was the commissioner of baseball at some point. Congratulations, man. You got yourself hooked up with tool tickets. That's all it takes. Hang on. We'll hook you up with those. Make sure you're all set. And that's your Pop Culture Smackdown. Got some headlines for you next in the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows. Weird but neat. I mean, I guess, and seems sanitary. Seems sanitary. A Japanese professor has invented a lickable TV screen, Big J, that no, will let no. you taste the food that you see on your TV. Although a global pandemic may not be the best time to go around licking televisions, Professor Homi Maishiata says the Taste the TV invention will let people, quote, download and enjoy the flavors of food from the restaurants they fancy, regardless of where they are based in the future. We are doomed. It uses a combination of 10 flavors that are dispensed on a film that slides onto a screen, creating the taste of the food that's pictured. And he predicts that this will take things like food network and cooking shows to a whole new level and make them more popular than ever. You're not interested in tasting some of the food you see on Food Network? No, no. I I realized that I have to like remove myself from food culture right now. Just because of where I'm at and it's like listen, look at the statistics in our country about how many of us fatties there are. Too many. Okay? Too many. And stuff like this isn't going to make it any easier. Well, I mean, I guess my only argument there would be I think there's a difference from actually eating the food that you see and then tasting it, you know? Uh, no, but I'm saying that will just want to make you want to go eat. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it would me. Well, listen, the, the, the pure cleanliness of it grosses me out, so I am in no danger <laughs> yeah. of getting How a lickable TV screen. What's safe, FDA, Ugh. from... Uh, I mean, it just the, the thought of people watching them come up and like lick a random TV screen makes my stomach turn. Weird but neat, or I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess. You know, it's a drag. After a hard day's work, you settle down on the couch, you want to watch your TV show or a game or whatever, and the damn batteries in your remote won't work. Yeah. Well, Samsung wants to make that a thing of the past. It's designed what's called an eco-remote, Big J. It charges itself using radio waves from your Wi-Fi router. And since that thing is always on, the remote will never, ever run out of juice. Now, this technology only works on very low-powered items, so it makes a TV remote fit the bill perfectly. Yeah. And just in case the Wi-Fi doesn't get done, the eco-remote can also recharge using solar energy or by being plugged into a USB port, which already some remotes do. But I find it, I mean, listen, it's neat, it's cool, I suppose. It's probably very expensive. But the other part of it is, like, I mean, changing the batteries to the remote that big of a pain in the ass? 
It's something that you have yes. to do that that often that you're like, this is a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. It is? Oh, yeah. I honestly can't remember the last time I changed the battery. I just had to change some batteries yesterday. And how long did that take? About three two seconds. Minute, two minutes too long. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I appreciate the problem solving, but like, I didn't know it was that big of a deal. And, and you know, I mean, the only time I would think it would really suck is if you didn't have any batteries. But also, think about this: it's, it's reducing the the need for having those batteries in your house. I'm and, thinking about yeah. the, the footprint. Chuck know. them right in the water. Look up. Wrap it up with weird but neat. Two twins born in California will likely share many things throughout life, but their birthday not going to be one of them. Aileen and Alfredo Trujillo entered the world just 15 minutes apart at Navidad Medical Center in Solanas, California, but because of the unique timing, they were born on different days, months, and even years. Alfredo Trujillo was delivered at 11.45 p.m. on December 31st, 2021. His twin sister, Aileen Trujillo, entered the world at exactly midnight, January 1st, making her the first baby born at the hospital across and across Monterey County in 2022. Uh, so they basically are twins, but they were born in different years and on different days, which is strange. It doesn't happen very often, but really they were born 15 minutes apart is what it boils down to. And one of them got to be the New Year's baby, which means a bunch of diapers and prizes. You know hospitals do that thing, right? Yeah. But it is pretty cool that that's a thing. So it's strange that they'll have different birthdays, but they still will be twins. Isn't time fantastic it's a flat circle but sometimes it works in your favor you understand i i no, i don't well too bad <laughs> morning after with nick and big j there's your headlines you're up to date on all the things it's the latest from three days grace my so-called life here on the morning after with nick and big j oh for the last time this season big j it is time to recap the morning after fantasy football league because while i've been gone you made a Super Bowl run, bro. Yeah. Congratulations. And finally, it was the year for the morning after to capture a Super Bowl crown, right? <laughs> I really believed it. Like, you know, after I crushed Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his team, uh, I, 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 he sees the light now. But before it was Big J's my biatch. After he changed his name, obviously. I thought maybe I got a chance at this. And... Um, uh, going into this game, it's like, you never know. I, I actually faced up against every damn wrestling earlier this season and won. Mm -hmm. So uh, I figured I could I could do this. And uh, let's just say it didn't take long in Sunday's game <laughs> for uh, me to come to the realization that that was not going to happen. And the week before, I, um, I got a lot of uh, points out of the Cincinnati Bengals thanks to T. Higgins, who was one of the receivers there for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but you know what? Every day I'm wrestling, she's got Joe Burrow, also this guy named uh, Jamar Chase. And uh, he scored. Oh, I mean, he almost broke a record, I think. Uh, I think it was the most points I've seen this year. In, yeah, out of a yeah player, at least yeah. this year. So Jamar Chase, you know, once I saw that he was going to have this kind of a game, uh, 55 points is what he ended up with. Joe Burrow with 38 points. I mean, that's from two players is, is a huge amount. And I was like, yeah, maybe I got, maybe you never know. But, you know, the rest of my team just never showed up. I didn't have a chance to uh, get uh, really going. Uh, Darrell Williams, who has been a great 
great backup for me uh, when Edwards Calaire is out on the, uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs. He got me 25 points, and that was the most points I scored uh, this last week. And it just uh, it just didn't work out. And uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he he's gotten some points, but they're always late in garbage time at the end of a game. You can't count on it. Just never materialized. But she went bananas and made sure and put a stamp on it uh, with uh, a great uh, production from Devontae Adams as well from Aaron Rodgers. 30 points to pile on. Josh Jacobs, her running back, got 18 points. Jonathan Taylor, who you know easily could be her MVP as well, uh, he got 18 points. Though that's the low end for what he usually does. Um, and uh, you know, uh, she got 14 points out of the Ravens defense. So it, it was not in the cards for uh, me to win. And and I, I'm happy that it wasn't a close game. I mean, she won 197.74 to my paltry 107.94. Yeah, I mean, whenever somebody puts up almost 200 points, there, there's nothing you can do. And I know you were upset you left some points in your bench, but even if you had the perfect lineup, you're losing by 60. So, yeah. it, it, and she had points on her bench, too. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it's just a hell of a run. Listen, and for you, by the way, uh, let me at least give you the credit that you deserve. Number one, you went into this thing as the number one seed. You went on like a three-game winning streak to close out the year, and then you were red hot going into the Super Bowl, so hell of a way to close things down. I really thought this was going to be the year that that one of us was going to win something, because I didn't even get a playoff berth, but uh, I mean, you just ran into a buzzsaw, man. There's nothing you can do. It's it's uh, And Melanie, congratulations, because she was hot all year long, too. I mean, she had the same record as you did. You both had 10 victories going in, so it was yeah. the matchup of the two best teams. Yep. It made sense. It was the way it was supposed to shake out, and it was just one of those deals where she had a great, great lineup and uh, her running backs were a force to be reckoned with all year long and they continued to be. And then her wide receivers and quarterbacks stepped up. I mean, she named her team after Russell Wilson, but ended up going with Joe Burrow because he had the hot hand towards the end and it led her to the championship. So Melanie, great coaching, great job, great lineup. You dominated Big J in the Super Bowl. You are officially the morning after fantasy football league champion and a well-deserving one, if you ask me. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Out. Congratulations, Great Melanie. Season. Way to go. We have ourselves a new victor. Uh, she gets the prize of two tickets or two pair of tickets to whatever concert she wants to go to or two concerts she wants to go to over the course of the calendar year. She can catch those in any time she wants to. That is your champion. In the second place game, Big J, you should do the recap considering you went to the Super Bowl. Who is the second place uh, victor or the uh, third place victor, I guess, technically? Oh, hold on here. Because uh, you would be second place. Yeah, second place. Uh, the third place Victor, let me. I didn't have that up on my uh, my screen here. Uh, third place goes to Tenacious D. So Jim uh, scored the most points in the league this year uh, with a, a 1,915 points, but uh, couldn't put it together for the entire uh, you know the entire year. Uh, but he had a very good season as well. He did, knocking off Wayne. So Wayne finishes in fourth place. I love Jake is there. 147 to 91, the final score. Uh, consolation games. Uh, congratulations to Tracy. She knocks off three. Peter Parker uh, to finish officially in fifth place. Uh, Dell falls to sixth place. I win the seventh place game. Good job. What, seventh uh, place? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, I'm just happy I was above 500. Oh, uh, and I beat Discount Double Check, who finished eighth place officially. Alan, uh, I finished the season uh, uh, eight and seven uh, with a victory in the consolation game to wrap things up. Finally got more than 15 points out of a quarterback as well, and it was Trey Lance the uh, backup quarterback for the 49ers yeah, that, that led me to victory. That uh, decision to not draft a quarterback. 
bit me in the ass. It was, it was, I, I had, a, I was just telling Big J, like, my team, I, I usually I have to deal with injuries. I didn't have to all year long for the most part. I had an incredibly solid lineup of running backs with Joe Mixon and, and, and Harris, the running, the rookie running back for Pittsburgh, was putting up points every week. Stefan Diggs, I had Godwin for the Buccaneers. I had uh, James a- Anderson for the, uh, for the Jaguars, who's actually putting up points for me, and Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkins. I mean, I had a great lineup i just didn't have a quarterback and it cost me so many times so it was my strategy it's what i went with and it bit me in the ass and i didn't make the playoffs so what can you do but overall really well done the morning after does fall to zero and four as a morning show in super bowls however uh with our record continues to be oh four we have yet to capture our own league's championship but maybe big j there's always next year, right? There is always next season. Thank you to all 12 of you that played along with us here in the morning after Fantasy Football League. Thanks to everybody for putting up with our recaps every single week. And we will be back next year for another year of fantasy football. We are going to do some bad impressions next on the x Rock. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, February 6th at Extra Mile Arena, Nick. Uh, the road to WrestleMania comes to town. And it's going to be some high-flying fun action. We'll get you tickets to that here if you can figure out bad impressions. huh? You don't even have to go off the top turnbuckle. You just got to give us a call. 208-287-1003 is the number. If you'd like to play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has in his mind a celebrity. He has written three clues about that celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those allotted amount of clues, you are going to go wrestle it up. Not really. You'll just watch people wrestle. Hello, The X. Good morning. Morning, man. What's your name? DJ. All right, DJ, you're up first. Good luck. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Uh, Matt Speed. Who? I can't even pronounce this. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you were close. What were you trying to say? Matt, Matt Statham or something like that? Matt Statham. No. Uh, close, close. So let's try these other clues then. Uh, hey, would you like to be a part of Crypto.com? I don't think that will help you. No. No, that ain't going to help you. Uh, the only Oscar isn't even the only Oscar I have isn't even for acting. It's for helping Ben Affleck write Goodwill Hunting. Oh man! I mean, I, you, I think you know who it is. You got the first yeah. name right. You got Matt the last Damon name. There you like go. Hey, Matt Damon. Matt Damon is correct. Good job. Hang I on one second. We will hook you up with those WWE tickets for Extra Mile Arena on the 6th. And why is Matt Damon in the news? Listen, isn't he, it isn't easy sometimes being rich and famous. Uh, you, you take a lot of heat, and uh, Damon has had his fair share of that here recently. A, they shouldn't let actors anymore go on these uh, media junkets to, to promote movies because they say stupid stuff that gets them <laughs> in the trouble. Uh, that was several months ago. But now he's uh, he's the spokesperson in the commercial for Crypto.com. I've and, seen that commercial. Uh, if, well, you probably saw it in front of No Way home uh, at the movie uh, i saw it there as well maybe but, but it's also been on tv and yeah people are uh roasting the dude uh, matt damon on uh, social media about that uh, all over the place and uh it's it's a it's a risky endeavor sometimes being a celebrity endorser. are they are they upset that it's a boring commercial or that he's pushing cryptocurrency that that he uh, is pushing cryptocurrency gotcha. and, and at this point in time you know being you know making money off of this sort of thing and uh, just when t- times are rough, I, I don't know. I mean, some sometimes people kind of just lean towards uh, easy to be a target, and Matt Damon for sure is that, but usually kind of uh, bounces off of him. We'll see how this goes. 
Well, at, at the end of the day, I mean, it's just people attack what they don't understand, and yeah. cryptocurrency is a big thing that nobody can I, understand. I and explain still correctly. don't quite understand. I mean, crypto. And you're involved in cryptocurrency. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, I, I lost my ass, but my ass is like seventy bucks worth. But <laughs> you know, the thing about it is, is that. Uh, it's a full-on assault right now. I mean, athletes, everywhere you look, crypto.com and the crypto stuff is is part of uh, what what seems to be the future is going to be maybe, but you never know. It's it's it, it, Until you can take it to some place and get actual tangible cash from it, it will always be on the outside looking in. Until that can be figured out and explained to people, it will be... On the borderline, but you know the way the way that we give things credit and actual leverage these days is by attaching people and pop culture and celebrity yeah. to that. So cryptocurrency people aren't dumb; they attach themselves to influencers and celebrities and sports athletes so that people go, "Well, if this person's involved in it, it's got to be good." And quite frankly, some of it is, and not all of it is either. Yeah. And so that's what makes it a difficult proposition. Well, you were gone. Uh, There's a story that came out about uh, NFTs and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And I. I was like, oh, I thought I understood what NFTs were. Eh, ah. Because he has this whole series of NFTs that also create their own NFTs. Yeah, it's... And it's like, wow, this almost sounds like made-up stuff. It is made-up stuff. That's part of what makes it so difficult to get behind and to understand. I'm virtually rich. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will end this show next on the X-Rock. Huh? That is Aaron Jones. That is supercharged. And that's how we're going to wrap up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We always appreciate it. We found out that Big J got within reaching distance of his first Super Bowl championship, but couldn't quite pull it together in the morning after Fantasy Football League and congratulated the real champion, which is Melanie. Way to go on that. Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you on Netflix called This Is The Night. It is available for you to check out if you want to watch that tonight, and you can compare and contrast your review to Big J's tomorrow morning. Plus, we also gave away some tool tickets that will continue tomorrow, and we even talked about how you got to watch out for meth in your cereal. So it was a busy Tuesday, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. The uh, uh, lawsuit against Nirvana for the Nevermind cover uh, with the, uh, the the little baby, yeah. Spencer Eldon, uh, has been dismissed. Of course it has, because you can't profit off of something for 25 years mm-hmm. and then decide to sue somebody. It's not necessarily the reason it was dismissed. He didn't show up for court. Yeah, so well. <laughs> he's got one more chance to appeal. We'll see, but uh, I don't think that's going anywhere. No, I don't think so either uh next set of x-rock brought to you by our friends at team mazda and the pre-owned superstore it's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with team mazda's i pre-check just click the big blue button at goteamazda.com that's going to do it for us jason drew swinging in here next we'll see you tomorrow have a good one it's the x-rocks